Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. I, I want to I talk on the subject, under the influence, under the influence. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Mark chapter 5. We're going to be in verses 1 through 20. Mark chapter 5, 1 through 20. It says this. We, we, we're, this series, we're talking about freedom in this series. So the Bible says this. It says, so they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as often, he, he, as often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, demanded, what is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send him, send them to this distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of the region. He began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed at what he told them, what he told them. I wanted to share this subject of under the influence. Before Jesus ever did this miracle for this man, Jesus had just calmed the storm in the boat for the disciples. Many of you, if you grew up in church, you're familiar with the storm. The storm where Jesus, they're in the boat, Jesus is asleep, and Everybody's like panicking and Jesus stands up and he's like, peace be still and everything is fine. And they go forward. So now Jesus gets off the boat and after he just dealt with one storm, he was now dealing with a storm of a man who was being tortured. The Bible says he was being tortured by demons. If you don't know this, demon possession is real. It's a real thing. It is a very real thing. It's not just on TV. All right. It's not, on, it's not just the exorcist. That happens. And even then, the exorcist is like very exaggerated. But it's a real thing. And the Bible says that when this man had been tortured for so long, 
that people themselves were trying to, to deal with his problem. The Bible says that they were trying to help him. They were, this man could have not been shackled. He could have not been chained unless somebody was there to help. But even then he couldn't. And so the Bible says that he was a wanderer, wandering in the, in the graveyards. He was, he was a wanderer in the hills. He was always cutting himself. He was howling. Like, he was demon-possessed. He was, he was dealing with demon issues. And some of you in this room, you're not demon-possessed. But you are dealing with things that are keeping you bound. There are things in your life that maybe for some of you, you can't let it go. There are things in your life that maybe for some of you, you just can't seem to break. No matter how many times you've tried. There are things going on in your life that have kept you unhappy. Have kept you worried. Have kept you sad. Have kept you not being able to sleep. There are problems at home that maybe you're dealing with that seems like, Lord, when is this going to pass? And I'm here to encourage you this morning that the same way that Jesus stops the storm in the boat and stops the demon in this man, Jesus has the power to overcome whatever is going on in your life today. It doesn't matter what it looks like. When the disciples were in the boat, it was scary. None of us in this room have probably ever been in a boat during a storm. None of us in this room, because if that was the case, we would all, it would be a panicking situation. I, that's why when I, go on, when I go on a cruise, I try not to think of the Titanic. Because it comes to my mind, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be in, you know, on the water. And, and then I have to tell Nikki, let me go, you know. But there are things that come into our life and keep us bound. Yes, even Pesadena is real. Yes, it is possible to be bound. But also the Bible says in John 8, 36, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So it tells me, and it tells you today, that it is very possible to go through an issue and come out victorious. It is very possible to go through something and find healing. Just like Evangelist Kofi had talked about this whole week, he kept mentioning it all the time because he wanted to, to drive it into the root of your soul that the devil is under our feet. The devil is under your feet. As long as you are connected to God, the devil does not have power over your life. The only way that the devil will ever have power over your life is when you give permission to. When you open up the door and leave a crack open for him to come. That's why it's so important, church, that as you are in this journey with God, that you make sure that there are doors closed that should never be opened. You make sure that you don't leave the door open for bitterness to come into your life. That you, don't, you make sure that you don't leave the door for addiction to come into your life. That every door that has been opened for the devil to come in is closed so that you don't have to go through those things again. Jesus did not die on the cross so that you can, can continue to suffer. 
No, he died on the cross so that you could be free. So you could be saved. So that you could experience every promise that God has in his word. That's what Jesus died on the cross for. That's why we tell people about God. That's why we go to the south and we're going to go downtown. We're going to go to the north and the east. We're going to do that because we understand that there is power in the name of Jesus. And that power will drive out every demon. That power will drive out every witch. There is nothing that man can do that God doesn't have the power to do something about. That's why we do those things. So when we read this story, the Bible says, he gets off the boat. And the first thing that we read in this passage, and the first thing you have to understand about this story is that freedom cannot be experienced with human solutions. Freedom cannot be experienced with human solutions. If you're not careful, the Bible says, like he said about this man, that they were, he was try, they were trying to chain him up. They thought in their minds that, okay, if I can chain him up, he'll calm down. If I can give someone this pill, they'll calm down. If I give them this shot, they'll calm down. You understand what I'm saying? In our minds, we're constantly thinking of what is the fastest way to deal with problems. And we don't realize that there are deeper issues. Here's the thing, church. There are spiritual issues that can't be dealt with with physical things. Depression is not going to be fixed with a pill. It is by the power of God that can get someone set free from that. Anxiety can't be fixed with a pill. It'll help you in the moment. But man, here's the thing, church. None of us want to be okay for two hours. We want to be free. Right? And so many times what we tend to do, church, is we try to deal with issues with earthly solutions. Oh, if we do this, it'll work. If I put him here, it'll work. And all we're doing is we're handling things with our hands instead of the hand of God. All we're doing is we're trying to handle things with our hands and with the money that we have and the knowledge that we have without saying, you know what, God, I've done all these things. I've gone to this person. I've gave them this. I put this person here. I've done this. But God, you know what? I'm grateful because, Lord, when I say your name and when I speak to that issue, something has to change. It is the power of God, church. This story tells me and you that it is the power of God that really makes a change in someone's life. That really transforms someone's life. And so many people become slaves to earthly solutions because they forgot the truth that God spoke to them. Jesus said in John 8, 31, 32, that if you know, that you, if you know the truth, if you know the truth, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. If you will know the truth. Jesus was talking to people that knew about God but did not have the revelation of the truth. Because I can come into church and I can know about God. I can know who God is. 
I can know that God died on the cross, but until the truth comes into my life and transform me, I will always stay bound. I'll always stay a slave. Until I get the, re- the revelation of what the word of God says, that God says I can be free, and God says that he is my healer, and that God says that he is a bondage breaker, until that truth becomes real to me, I'll still be a slave. I'll still believe the lies of, of culture. I'll still go to Google instead of the Bible. Until the truth of God's word comes alive in my life, I will still continue to be bound. That is why when Jesus was dealing with the devil in the desert, what does he do? He fights back with the word of God. Because Jesus himself said that man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, I'm not going to just live on physical things. I'm going to stand on the word of God because that is the source of my victory. That's the source. So if you want to experience that, understand that the truth is not what culture is going to tell you. The truth is not what the doctors are going to tell you. Just yesterday, uh, before we even uh, did the, the event... This man came up to me. He started talking to me about his daughter. How for 13 years his daughter was struggling. to have, Her and her husband couldn't have a baby. And they began to declare the word of God. And they began to go back to the truth of God. And this September she's going to have a boy. 13 years of waiting. We waited seven. They waited 13. 13 years of doctors, 13 years of doing whatever they could in the physical. But it took the hand of God, the spiritual, to make something happen. 13 years. That should be a testament for all of us. That, man, when we feel like giving up, and we feel like, man, I keep doing this this way, and I keep trying, how about you rest in the power of God? How about you rest on his word? How about you speak to the mountain for for once? And watch God do the impossible for your life. Watch God do it. He can surely do it. But it is the truth. It's the truth. Because if it was up to Satan, Satan will keep you bound with every lie from the enemy. And when you give in to lies from the enemy, you never get to see the goodness of God. Because you're living a lie. When you begin to believe the lies of the enemy, that it's better off this way, that God just doesn't care, or whatever other lie the enemy puts into your mind, when you begin to give in to that, you miss out on the truth of what God said. Because when you begin to live lie, the lie when you begin to believe the lies of the enemy and forget about the truth of God's word, then the truth of God's word cannot produce the work it needs to do. I don't know this man in the story. The Bible doesn't talk about his background. It doesn't talk about his, you know, who his parents were or how he grew up. The Bible just starts to talk about what he was dealing with in the moment. But can I tell you something? Have you, have you noticed something in the story? As possessed as he was, he runs to Jesus. Because anybody that is bound understands they want to be free. And when you have the desire to be free, you will go where the presence of God is. 
Because where the presence of God is, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. Where the presence of God is, is where freedom comes. It's where the presence of God is, church. And what I love about Christ is that Christ, the Bible says, he is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere. You can't hide from God. You can be in your room, turn off the lights, close the windows, and you can't hide from David in the book of Psalms talks about how he can go anywhere and he cannot escape the presence of God. So if the presence of God is everywhere, why not engage with the presence of God? That's why I try my best in, in, in my personal life and and I, and I try to let people know because sometimes what happens is we, we ask God, God, be with me in this place. He's already with you. God, be with me when I go to this job. He's already with you. Instead of praying prayers like, God, be with me and say, God, you know what? If you're stepping into me, God, give me the wisdom from heaven. Holy Spirit, give me the right words in this conversation. God, give me a clear picture of if this is where you want me to go. Because God will never lead you to a place that was never meant for you. If it's going to harm you, and, it, and if you go to a place and it harms you, that's not God. So many times people are like, well, thanks, God. You, you brought me to this place, and now I'm suffering. God will never lead you to a place to suffer. Because that's not God. But it does take you getting the truth of God in you enough that when you begin to feel the pressures of life come, you already have an answer for it. And there are things that you have to get to a place and say, God, I'm speaking and I'm praying against this issue. This issue is bothering me. This issue has been plaguing me. This issue has been tying me down. This issue has kept me from worshiping God the way I I was intended to. This issue, whatever the issue is, you have to get to a place, church, where you speak against that. And believe that the word of God has the power and your faith connected with it to do something about it. Because faith, church, is the bridge to your miracle. It's faith. Your faith in God is, is the bridge to your miracle. It's not your mom's faith. It's not your dad's faith. It is your personal faith. There has to come a point in your life, church, where you got to stop calling people to pray for you. You got to pray yourself. You got to stop calling all of Laredo to come pray for you. Stop putting Facebook, come pray. I'm dealing with this. And you put like six pages on your Facebook of things that you're going through. There has to come a point in your life where you say, you know what? I'm going to pray, and I'm going to exercise my faith. Like I told the people yesterday, I talked about blind Bartimaeus in like five minutes with a translator. But I told them, because Jesus says something very significant to this blind man. Jesus said, it is your faith that's made you well. He says, your faith. He says, your faith. your faith. That's why I don't give in to what's happening. Like Pastor Alex said, we're not, we're not waiting for anything. The only thing that we're waiting for is the, the coming of God. We're not, I'm not relying on the government to give me more money. I'm not relying on anything. No, I'm relying on the presence of God. That's my source. The Bible says that he goes 
And he goes to Jesus. And then the Bible says that in the presence of God, you have, have you noticed something in the story? Even in his demon possession, he calls him the most high God. Because any entity, the enemy recognizes who God is. Recognizes who God is. Which tells me and you that if you are in a journey to freedom, recognize who God is first. Because as long as you recognize who God is, God will respond to everything you say. Why do you think David in the Old Testament, every Old Testament person, what do they do? They recognize God. Before battle, they worship God. When they dealt with the situation, they recognized who God is. Jehoshaphat was surrounded, and to be honest, if you read that story, there was no way, logically, that he was going to win that war. It's like if we're all together and we're a city in this room, and all around us is like 100,000 soldiers around us ready to fight us, and we're only a little bit of people here. There is no way. But what does he do? The Bible says that he begins to ask people to fast, and then he begins to say, God, you're the creator of the universe. He begins to recognize God, who God is, that he's a creator, that he's this, he's that. And after he's done praying, the Lord sends a prophet. And from that forward, moving forward, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that they, don't even, they didn't even have to fight. The Lord causes the confusion, and they, they win the war. But they understood something. And I, and I believe that if we can practice the same thing like the Old Testament, if I can get to a place that before, when I'm dealing with something that I first recognize God, God will take care of the rest. When I recognize that God is my source, that God is my provider, that God, you are my healer, that God, you are the restorer, that God, when you begin to recognize God first, God responds with the rest. But it's recognizing God first. It's recognized that, God, you're the one. Yesterday, God's glory. God was the one. In the physical, there was no way. That rain was coming. If you were there yesterday, you know. It was dark. And you saw in the video, lightning flashing. Like, if this was sports, if you played football, you understand when there's lightning, you can't play. Like, they, they like, postponing baseball. You know how it is. And so we're there. All that. But that's why I said, like I said in, when we were transitioning in worship, what is impossible for man is possible with God. What you feel like is a lot to you right now. What you feel like is a storm. What you feel like is impossible. What you feel like, Pastor Sam, I want to go here, but man, it costs this amount of money. And I don't know how we're going to do it. What you feel like is too much for you is enough for God. It's, too, it's easy work for God. It's another day in the office for him. If you're believing for a son or a daughter... Put them in the hands of God. It is not too hard for God. It's not too hard for God. If you're believing for some sort of miracle, however that looks like, it is not too hard for God. So the Bible says that this man recognizes. In the middle of his mess, recognizes Jesus. And then Jesus sets him free. He sends the spirit to the pigs, and the pigs go and they die. You have to understand something. For Jewish people, they don't do pork. It's like against their Jewish culture. If you go to Israel and you do pork, you might just get stabbed there. 
So they, I love pork. I don't know anybody who likes pork in this year. I do like pork. I like pork chops. I'm Puerto Rican, so there's a lot of things that we like with pork. Uh, for them, it's very unclean. So what I love about this story is that when Jesus is dealing with the man that is unclean, he's filled with the spirit, and he sets him free, he not only deals with his issue, but he deals with the town's issue. There was a bunch of pigs that shouldn't be there. Because what God does is God will clean up your mess and make sure that the mess that's around you doesn't follow you either. He sends those pigs and they die. Church, you have to understand, you can't fix things with earthly ways. You have to recognize God. Recognize who he is and what he can do. And like, just like the man showed, the Bible says that he bows before the Lord in reverence. In other, under, in other words, he's put in a position of surrender. He's put in a place where God, I'm in your presence, but... God, I'm in a position of surrender. You are the one. And Jesus sets him free. Some of you in this room, I'm believing that this is going to be your best summer. But it requires you to bow before the Lord and recognize and surrender to him. Surrender whatever it is. His problem was demon possession. Your problem could be anything else. Your problem could be as anger. Your problem could be whatever bitterness that you've been carrying for years your problem could be fear you deal with a lot of fear and fear dominates your thoughts and so that's why you can never talk with faith whatever it is you surrender it to how about you surrender it to the lord today and let god make you free whom the son sets free is free indeed not that they might be free not that they could be free, that they will be free when I come in contact to the presence of God. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas, and we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.